Okay, let's get started. Parsha's Truma, Tavshin Ayin Hey. Uh, as we get into the Mishkan, the first of four Parshios related to the uh, to the Mishkan uh, and the Truma Tetzave Vayakap Akude. As we know, the Ramban writes in the Hakdama to Sefer Shmos that this whole Sefer, the point of the Sefer, the climax, the goal of the Sefer is to build the Mishkan and have Hashras Hashchina, the Mishkan being the continuation of Maimed Har Sinai. That is what the um, uh, Ramban writes in in uh, in his Akdama and also in the beginning of this week's parsha. This is a continuation. of Hemshech Parshas Yisro Parsha Mishpatim. The Ramban Lashitaso saying that the parshios are read in chronological order, unlike uh, Rashi and others. But that is um, that is uh, the general point of Parshas Truma. But we get to discuss uh, tonight various details of the Binyan Hamishkan as we uh, as we scratch beneath the surface as we get into the next section of the Torah. The uh, details, and at least for the next two parshias, no stories, but just uh, the messages coming from the mitzvahs themselves. And we start off, let's start off with the Kruvim. Start off with the Kruvim, the uh, Torah tells us, and then we'll get back to the beginning, in the middle of the discussion of the Aron, we have, The Kruvim have their wings outstretched up above. They are covered over the Kapores, the cover of the Aron. Face to face. We'll get back to that. Fine. The Kruvim wings up, but the bottom of the Kruvim are attached. And not only attached, but part of one unit with the kapores, part of one unit, says the Shemen Hatov. Just to start off, the symbolism, there's so much symbolism in the structure and the way that the Kruvim are made. We'll just start off with this and then we'll move on. Pashtus Halashon Mashma. What's the message of the Kruvim? Which is the symbol, the center of the entire Mishkan. All the Kedusha flows from that spot. That spot where Misa, well eventually, where it was going to be, where Misa Bracious took, took place. Now it's in the, in, the, uh, in the Midbar. But what is that spot? Laharos, the Kruvim are there to show to us. The goal of a Jew is to have wings yearning and focused upward and always striving and always looking and always having kmiya, having, having a desire to be closer and closer to the divine to be above. How do we get there? Through the Torah, the power of the Torah, which is inside the Aron, that helps us focus upward and keeping uh, focused on Hashem. And then he even says, says the Shem and Atov, the three crowns that we know are mentioned in the Kalim of the Mishkan. We have the crown, we have the Zer on the Aron, we have the Zer on the Shulchan, and we have the Zer on the Mizbeach HaZahav. There's a slight difference in the language. The Yeshinu Yilashon, the Bishulchanu B'Mizbeach Nomar Va'asisa Lo, Zer Zahav. Masha'enkin Ba'aron Ksiv Va'asisa Alav. Alav, above it, upon it. Mishum Da'akeser Torah Hu La'olam Lamala. La'harus De La'olam, 
We strive up, we focus up. In terms of Ruchnius, we're always focusing up, focusing upwards. Torah is infinite, and we have to keep striving, even though but our wings should always be facing upward. But there's another message, says the Shemanatov. There's another Tznai. Or maybe vitnai, wings facing upward. But what's the next phrase of the Pasik? Ufneya Mishalachiv. Never could our own spiritual gains come at the expense of another. Upneyem Ishalachiv. Never to step on anybody else in order to get ahead in my relationship with Hashem. I have to bring others up with me. I can't Step on them to get up. Mishum Durainu, sometimes we find in life. Dehecha de Kalechad Rotsef. Lehisalos al Khavero. Bitsidkus. Sometimes we find people who want to gain stature, even in, in mitzvos and spirituality. They do it. We do it by, by pushing others down. And that's how I forward my own position. Umar bin Bachum Roshloshir Mavosenu. And it's mafria, it, it, it upsets me, it's, it's, it bothers me if somebody's with me. And that's exactly what the Pasuk is saying for us not to do. Yes, wings focused above and upwards, but looking at each other, looking at fellow man. That's what it has to be. And that is, how do we get to that recognition? That's the Chazal that tell us the faces of the Kruvim. Of course, Chazal tell us Kiravya, a child, a child's face. Line fourteen, Vahainu de Tinok, Ain Lo Klum, Elamash Imo Not Nolo. A baby realizes, a child understands that they are totally dependent on the parent, and they can't live without the parent. As children get older, obviously they think the opposite. But at a certain stage in life, when they're very, very young, they realize that they're only dependent. Vutali Bo Makash Ain Lo Klum Laatsmo. If we realize that, if we realize we're all totally on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then obviously it's no place for us to step on someone else and we'll realize we're all in it together. Pneihem ish elachiv. That's what the Kruvim are telling us. They, they're children, even small children. That is the secret, line 21. The way to help us understand how to achieve and how to gain both striving up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but not doing it at the ex- expense of my fellow man, if we have the attitude of a young, young child who realizes it's all totally on the parent, it's all totally our, on our, Avinu Malkeinu, but that's not what it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be Demostinok, and then we will be able to have both Midos, we'll be able to get close to Hashem, and the Beirantam Lamakom, and not sacrificing the Vedantam Lachavero um, as we do that. After all, it's both. Okay, that gets us started. Now let's get back to the beginning of the parsha. There is a ton of Devei Eliyahu. It's a Medrash, the beginning of source number two. The Medrash tells us linking the end of last week's parsha to the beginning of this week's parsha. Says the Medrash, Kivan Sha'amru Yisrael, Na'asev Nishma. Once B'nai Yisrael said Nasev Nishma at the end of the parsha last week, Miyad Amr Hakadosh Baruch Hu VeYikuli Truma. There's a connection. Nasev Nishma VeYikuli Truma. That's the Medrash. 
And the question that we can ask is, Ma'inyan Na'asevinishma what is the connection? One is, we were on Harsinai, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, oh, you said Nazav Nishma? Okay, build me a Mishkan. How is that a reaction? How is that a connection from one to the other? Yes, it flows. It flows from the end of Mishpat to the beginning of Truma, but what exactly is the connection between Nazav Nishma and the Yecholi Truma? Question number one. Question number two. Famous question, known as the Al Shekha Kadosh's question, others, and that is the verb used. Daber Abonei Yisrael, the Yikhuli Truma. Hashem says, take for me Truma. And all the Mepharshim ask, the word should be, the Yitnu Li Truma. Give me Truma. After all, Hashem is asking. Hashem is saying, give me. Bring donations for the greatest building that was ever built up until the Beis HaMikdash. So bring, give me, the Yitnu Li. And the Mepharshim, we point this out every year, mention that the Mishkan, unlike the Batei Mikdash, was never really destroyed. The Svarno points it out in Vayakal Pekudei. It was put away. It was taken apart. The Aron was taken in Sefer Shmuel. But it really wasn't destroyed physically. It might be halachically called a Churban, but there was something about the Mishkan. And here Kodesh Baruch Hu says, okay, Yikhu li truma. So what is, why the Yikhu Shouldn't it be Vayitnu? So, what's the shot of the Medrash? And then we have this question. So, let's see the words of the Apirion. The Apirion is the author of the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, or Shlomo Gansfried, in his Sefer on Chumash. I gave it to you summarized nicely in the Lechatov, but it's in the Apirion also. But here we go. Mashal, line two. L'shnei b'nei adam ha-shosim kamus Two people that are each drinking a lot of wine. This is step one. The marshal. One of them is just drinking stam for pleasure. People see him, they'll call him a drunk. What's he drinking for? He's a drunkard. He's just drinking stam to get pleasure. What if the other person is under a lot of pressure? Is, is upset and, and that something is going on in their lives that they can't deal with. And they have to drink in order to relieve. Not that this is something good, but it's just this, this is a reality that this person went through. As the Pasuk says, give wine to an embittered soul. Right, the Gemara tells us in the first Paraking Subis that Chazal instituted a number of kosos of wine to give to an Avel. When in order, three of them on the at the meal, before the meal, because that helps the Avel, uh, if it's the situation where it would help them get through the difficulty. Kivan Shiyeshna Sibat Stadilishdiyaso says Rav Shlomo Gansrit in the Mashal, the second person who's drinking for a tachlis for a reason is not just Stam called a drunkard. People understand there's a reason why they're doing it. The same act could be labeled differently based on motivation. If it's just stomp for pleasure, so then that's one label. But if there's a different reason, if there's a different motivation for it, then it has a different label. Number one. Step number two, says the Aperion. Mikan Amar Aperion, line six. Shekal Maisa Yeshla Avchin Imataraso Etzem HaPeula. If the goal is for the action itself, for us, so then you'll just call it what it is, drinking. 
done for a different reason. If this is true, step two, before we get back to our questions, we can even understand Chana's response to Eli. At the beginning of Sefer Shmuel, which we just started the uh, Sefer Shmuel in our Navi Shirim, also on the OU website, everybody feel free to, uh, to join us. We remember, Chana is the first one who's davening silently. Eli thinks she's drunk. Eli says, why are you drinking in the Mishkan? How terrible. And what's her response? No, you're wrong. I am an embittered uh, spirit. And I have not drunk anything. And I pour out my soul to Hashem. Ask the Apirion. What she say? I'm so bitter and I'm not drunk. Why does she, she? He says you're drunk. Why did she first say I didn't drink anything? That should be her first response. First say what she isn't. Deny the claim and then explain. I didn't drink anything. I'm just upset and that's why I'm davening so deeply. But no, she says first I'm bitter. And then she says, by the way, I didn't drink. Afterwards, explain what she's doing. Explains the Aperio, no. We understand. According to this, according to my understanding, even if she had drunk, she wouldn't be called a drunkard because she's in a certain state. You're totally off base, Eli. You have no idea what's going on. What's the first thing she says? Even if I had drunk anything, I wouldn't be labeled a shikora. I am embittered. And therefore... People would understand, and that wouldn't be my label. Step one. And then she says, and by the way, I didn't even drink. I was. I am an embittered spirit. I still didn't drink anything. And for these two reasons, Ailey, I'm sorry that you have you have the wrong you have the wrong description of what I'm going through. Step three: we have the mushal, we have the application in the Eli Chana story, and now we get back to our questions. Again, why the Yichu versus Vayitnu, and what's the message of the Medrash? We'll get back to that in the final step. But first, on the top of the page. As we know, in the Mishkan, Klal Yisrael received so much. They received a place in this world to have a connection with the Borei Olam. As the Sefer HaChinuch describes at length in, in, with beautiful terminology, the purpose of the Mishkan, of Asuli Mikdash, the Mitzvah Zaseh, is to create a relationship with the Divine, to have a place on this earth where People, Am Yisrael, could go and be inspired and be deeply connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What a gift! How much we get out of the Mishkan and out of the Beis HaMikdash. Kamosha Amar Razal, as Chazal say, Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, 
Hakrivel Afanei Omer BePesach Kadesh Avarich Lachem Tvor Shabbosados. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. All the Karbanos are really for us. Bring the Omer, so I give you a bracha. Bring this, so I pour pour give pour water on Sukkot, so I give you rain. Everything we give is really getting. Mishum Kach Hafcha Nisinasom Shel Bnei Yisrael Kasher Tamru LeMishkan VeKelav LeKabala. Yes, they were giving and they were donating, but there's so much more that they're getting. More than they're giving. They're getting Hashras Hashchina. They're getting HaKadosh Baruch Hu, being mitzamtzim himself, kaviyachol, to a spot where we could go and feel this, in this, this deep and, and strong connection. Muvanim kain, that's v'yikhuli truma. Take, don't just give, take! You're gonna give, but it's gonna be a taking. Realize that. V'yikhuli truma. Normal Hashem atachlis. Shaisa kicha v'lonisina. So yes, it was. It was an act of giving. But how do we label the act? Just like somebody who drinks for a different reason. You don't label the act just on what it is. If there's a totally d- different motivation, Klai Yisrael hear that. The Yikhali Truma, we're going to take something out of this? We're going to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be Mashiach We're giving, but we're really getting. That's the Yitnuli Truma. But we didn't answer the first question yet. And that is, Nasev Nishma, the Yikhuli Truma. What's the connection? Hadvar Madayin, Srichin Biyur. Sheyam Nam, line 5, Achare Shehu Amada Mishkan Vechal Kelav, Viroki Kol Ashba Bamisham. Yes, even after the Mishkan was built. Hevinu, Kiyanadav Ashenanu, Ruuya Latar B'Shem Kicha. They realized. Aval Bishaz Hatsivui. But when they were originally commanded, did they really internalize this? Did they know what Hashem meant? Yes, afterwards they can look back and say, wow, look what we received. Look what we got. But when Hashem commanded them, they didn't feel it. They didn't realize it. They couldn't acknowledge it fully. That's the message of the Tanadvei They believed it. Even though they didn't feel it, even though they didn't recognize it. Where? He quotes the Gemara. In Shabbos, the same daf as the Nazav and Ishma daf, on the bottom of that daf, in Shabbos in the Pays, and Peches or so, the Gemara says, it quotes a story there, on line 9 he quotes it. Hautstuki, there was a certain heretic, to Chaziel or Rava, to Kama'ayim B'Shmaitza. There was a Tztuki that was watching Rava learn. Rava was so engrossed in his learning. V'yatzva etzba'ase didei tutekare, v'kama'yitzbahud, v'kama'va'in he was sitting on his hands. He was so engrossed in the learning he didn't realize that he was sitting on his hands in a way that was causing his fingers to bleed. And he, and he didn't even realize. Rebbe was so engrossed. He had no idea what was going on around him. He was just involved in the learning. And all of a sudden, the Stuki sees him and says, Rebbe! Rebbe looks up. And he says, What are you doing? From the time that you said, Nasev and Ishman, nothing's changed. That's what the Stuki says. Somehow he relates to what Rabba was doing to Nasev and Ishma. Ama Peziza, you, you nation that acts so quickly, to Kadimsu, Pumaychu, Lu'udnaychu, you put your mouths in front of your ears, meaning you talked before you heard. Akanti, you're still doing the same thing. You should have first asked, Imatsisu Kablisu, Vilo Kablisu. Right? What's Nasev and Ishma? You're doing the same thing now. 
what's the connection between what Rav is doing to Nasev and Ishma? What's happening? You should have listened first. What's the connection? Says the Aperion, as other Mepharshim do as well. Line 18. Nimsa in came. Shevik dimam Nasev and Ishma. By saying Nasev and Ishma, B'nai Yisrael, we're saying that we deep down know that it's all for you. It's all for the best for us. And even if we have no idea what it's about, we trust you and we know it's all Latovatenu. That was what motivated Amisrol to say Nazav and Ishma, and that's what was behind the Yikhuli Truma. They did it, even though at the time of the Tzivu, they didn't understand it, but you know what? They had the Nazav and Ishma attitude. We trust the Kaddish Baruch Hu. We know it's going to be good for us. We know it's going to be a Vayikhu, not a Vayitnu, so we'll do it. That's Nazav and Ishma into the Yikhuli Truma, and that's what the Tzuki sees. The Tzuki says, you're, you're acting, but you're not thinking. But that's the point. We don't have to think as long as we trust. As we trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Aperion ends off and says, it wasn't only a one-time event. Way back when, every mitzvah that we do, that we feel is a giving, is really so much more of a getting. Ratzah HaKadosh Baruch Hu l'zakos es Yisrael. Hashem wants to be mezakeos, lefichach, here balam Torah mitzvos. So he gives us Torah mitzvos that all the Mepharshim ask, the Rambam at the end of Makos, and the Maharal. He wants to be mezakeos, he gives us more, more obligations, more things to do, more things we, we have to do, we have to give. The answer is yes. Because the more Jew gives, the more Jew gets. The more we rack up the mitzvos upstairs, the more we're getting. Kiyam called mitzvah, mitaryag mitzvos. Eina begeder shall nesina l'ashem. We're not giving Hashem anything. Ela begeder shall l'kicha. It's all taking. It's all getting. They say the story that were the, the somebody once overheard the Chafetz Chaim toward the end of his life crying, and they listened in. See what what was he crying about? And they hear him. He was in the room. They put the ear to the room. He see they hear. They see. He says Hashem. He says, What have I ever given to you? I haven't given anything. You gave me so much. You gave me this chus to write the Mishnah Brura. You gave me this chus to write the Sefer Chavetz Chaim and Shmir Salashin and Avas Chesed and, and all the Svarim. You gave me so much. I haven't given anything to you yet. The Chavetz Chaim realizes that everything that one gives, one is really getting. And that's Ratzah Kodesh Baruch Hu Yisrael. And that's what we say Shabbos morning. Ki tov nasati lachem I've given you, Hashem gives us a lekach tov, but it's called a lekach. We're taking it, but it's nasati lachem, Hashem is giving it. And that's how we have to view all areas of our avodas Hashem. Ben Adam Lamakom, Ben Adam Lachavero, we shake a lulav, we eat matzah, we're getting. Obviously, if we mavakar chola, if we visit, if we give, then even humanly we feel that we get as we give as well. But it's really all areas of Avodah Hashem. Okay. Let's continue. So, Parachafei continues. We start off with the materials that are brought, and then the general tzivui of Va'asuli Mikdash V'shachanti B'socham, and then we start getting into the specific kalim. Specific kalim, first one on the list, is the most chashuv kli, if we could call it that, and that is the Aron. The Aron, some Monia mitzvos even count building the Aron as a separate mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to build the Mishkan, and there's a mitzvah to build the Aron. Separate mitzvah, 
Many, though, say it is included. But either way, va'asu aron tip. If you look in the Sefer, Aleinu l'shabeach, by Rav Zilberstein, in source number four, he quotes his father-in-law, Rav Yashiv, who has a comment about the Aron. There are two kalim that a Tamar Chacham is compared to in this week's parsha. The Tamar Chacham is not compared to the Krushim. Right, which two kalim is a Tamar Chacham compared to? The Aron and the Menorah. Both symbolizing Torah. One having Torah in it physically, but the Menorah is also Right? We think about the menorah also symbolizes the Ara Torah. What's the difference? What do you need two kalim to symbolize a Tamar Chacham, to symbolize a Ben Torah? Why the double, why the double connection? This is a thought just to keep in one's back pocket, can be used very oftenly. Vitirates, line three. She'efshar lil momikan. Shagam Tamar Chacham Sarachlios Betray Anfin. A Tamar Chacham has to be have two elements to his to his nature to his existence. Kimoha Aron. On the one hand, he has to be like the Aron. Where's the Aron? As a Yisrael, I probably Ezra Mashiach will come tomorrow. I'm never going to see the Aron. Never. It's in the Kodesh Kadashim. I'm never going to be the Kohen Gadol. I'm never going to be, unless I'm an artisan who, who starts, I'm going to be, come right, to be able to fix, to be a fix-it man, and then to be able to go inside the Kodesh Kodashim when, like, the tiles start peeling. So they'll put me down in a, with a, with a ladder, and, uh, and I'll go down there and I'll fix. But if I'm not that, if I don't have that skill, so I'm never going to see the Aaron. The Aaron is private. The Aaron is never seen. The Aaron is connected to Hashem, but it's Mutzneh. Lefnai v'lefnim. Cheder b'to cheder. A Tamar Chacham has to have on the one hand a very private side. A private connection to Hashem. Kach am Tamar Chacham lahastiras atzmo v'lavaras bora b'hatzni leches. Just him and God. That's it. Liosafun v'tomun b'toch beis ha-medrish v'lo leiros b'chutz have certain elements that he only shares during Shmon Asrei. The special, quiet, private relationship. To have his own Kodesh Kadashim that no one ever tramples in. On the one hand, the Tamar Chacham has to have his own element. Aval, Hidgish Morichami, Zatzal. Right, my father-in-law also said, Rebel Yashiv, that a Tamar Chacham has to be like the Menorah as well. You can't just keep it to yourself. You gotta shine. You gotta shine forth. You gotta light it up for all your surroundings. Tzarech Lios Gambe Bechinas Hamenora, Hatahora, Hamefitsa Oras Kol Sivoseha, Lashpia Kol Shchena Viedida Bimaisa Vatovim. To be mashpia on all those around. And one needs both of these, one might say. And having too much of one might hinder and make the other one less pure. If one doesn't have that private, strong relationship where they built up themselves, then they'll, they'll only be able to have less shine, less light. But on the other end, if somebody shines too much, if somebody, somebody doesn't focus too much on the outside, and spends too much in the private Kodesh Kodashim, that they're going to lose out on the, on the possibilities of hashpah that they could have. 
He says it applies by mitzvot, it applies by averos, but that's the message that that uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells us through the through the kalim that one has to be like an aron or like a menorah. Again, if one has to use this, you know, this many individuals have the private side and the public side, right? The areas where they've worked on themselves and the areas where they are mashpia out, and we have to try to have the correct balance of the Kodesh Kadashim elements of our lives and the menorah elements of our lives. Okay, let's get back to the Kruvin. Let's get back to the Kruvin. Says the Pasuk, Perechafei, Pasuk, Pasuk Yudches, V'yasisa Shnayim Kruvim Zahav, Miksha Tase Osam. Right, the Kruvim, Hine, says Rif Pinkus. Let's go into the Tefera Shimshon. It says Rapinkis, Hine, bottom of the page, source number five. Mitziuso Shalakelius Barach Ba'olam. Says Rapinkis, when we think about the Kruvim and the symbolism that they have, we have to take a step back for a minute. Mitziuso Shalakelius Barach Ba'olam, Eino Chidish, Shal Ha'ama Yehudi. Belief in God is not a Jewish concept, it's not a uniquely Jewish concept. We don't have exclusive rights. We don't have exclusive rights to Kaddish Baruch Hu and to a relationship and belief. And he even quotes, In God we trust. We're not even going to get into now the halachic ramifications of bringing dollars into the bathroom. It says God. Does God have the status of a Chodesh Baruch Hu's name? It's good it's in a wallet, in a pocket, double covering. Okay, not for now. But either way, everybody in God we trust. Everybody trusts in God. Kol Every person who's alive today. Imhu rak pokeach You just have to open your eyes. Hu megalis neflos so, belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu is nothing that we could say we have exclusive rights to. But there is something that we can say we uniquely believe in. And that is not just a belief in God, but a deep, personal, individual relationship with Him. Capital H. Amnon line 3. And maybe others can learn from us. But we're Mechadish. And not just that we have a special, unique, individual relationship with Him, but that there is a human need. There's a human deep desire to scream out and to be close to Him. And to want. We say on Shabbos. Right, the philosophers wonder. How could the infinite have a connection? There's an infinitude have a connection to a small nivra creation. They can't, they can't figure it out. But we realize that it's possible and it's something that we yearn for. 
Something that we yearn for. We mentioned in the past the uh, Ha'ara that, that uh, a number of years ago we made that isn't it amazing? Let's say one is home alone. One's home by themselves and they bang their foot. We scream out. Who are we screaming to? Nobody hears us. We bang our foot. We're home alone. We say, ouch! Who are we screaming at? We're screaming to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a natural, inherent in the Bria that man screams out to Hashem. We might not even realize it, but it's something natural that we are yearning to be with Him. And there's a relationship that He wants to be with us. Line 10. L'umazos, atzadik yodeya, ki milvad shebarak alish baruch hu asa'olam, hugam nimsa imo tamid batoch libo. Not only is it is Hashem up there, He's down here, He's with us. And we could call him up. And we have meetings with him three times a day. And and he wants our relationship. We say it twice. You have loved. There's a relationship there. And Hashem makes us an equal in the relationship. In Yinzel, line 15, Simlu Shnea Kruvim, Shahayu Ala Aran Bebeis Hamigdash. That's the message of the Kruvim. Kaviyachol, Kruvecha Tzimelas HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Vashenia Zkla Yisrael. The Midrashim talk about it. The Kruvim are Knesset Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Kruvim are the same size. They're looking at each other. They're equal. Yes, that's the godless of our relationship. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kaviyachol, lowers himself to be able to look at us as an equal. Not that we look at him as an equal, but he looks at us as an equal. Al-tikri tamati ala taomati. The Medrash on the Pasuk and Shira Shirim. Kaviyacho, lo ani gedola mimen of lo he gedola mimeni. Even though in really, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is something to talk about. He's the infinite. But in one sense, he says, I want to have a relationship with you. And he gives a mashal, if you have somebody has the Godel Hador, the Godel Hador, Moshe Feinstein, he quotes it from uh, the the Benish Chai, the Moshe Feinstein, and and somebody and the the, the child asks Ramosha, the Godel Hador, can I please have something? He says you got to go ask Ima. Is Ima equal to Ramosha Feinstein? She's also an amazing person, but is she the leader of Am Yisrael? No, but in a certain sense, Ramosha or any Godel Hador, husbands and wives are equals. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachol. There's nothing. Well, Havdil. But he says, he makes us into his equal. And the connection, the chibor, he says, is the ava, is the love that is shoreb between him and us. And that's the deep message of the kruvim. Not only that there is a God, but there's a God that we have a deep relationship with and a God that looks at us as his twin, as his pair. Okay, moving right along. Let's keep our focus a lot tonight on the Arun and the Kruvim and that Kli. But let's focus on Arashi. Arashi that we haven't really focused on in the previous six years. So let us get into it right now. Says Rashi here in Parachafei Pasachaf Allah. Let's read the Psukim for a moment. We have the structure. Create the Arun, the box and a box and a box. And the Kruvim on top. So now we have Pasachaf Allah. Let's read the Psukim. Vinasata esa kapores al haaron milamala. Put the kapores, the covering, the gold slab with the kruvim attached on top. Next phrase. The el haaron titenas hoedus asheretene lecha. And into the aron, put the 
Eidos, the Luchos, that I will give you. And I will talk to you. One second. Asks Rashi. Let's go back for a minute. We already wrote in Pasik Tezayin, six psukim ago, after the creation of the Aron, it already says, Put into the Aron the Luchos. And now what do we have here? The Aron has the Luchos. Now we have build the Kaporis with the Kruvim, put the Kaporis on, and then what does the Pasuk repeat? And put the Luchos in. As Rashi, Lo Yadati why is this repeated? We already know it from five psukim ago that they're already in Shark for Nemar. And let's throw in another question the Rashi doesn't even ask. If you just put the cover on, how do you get inside? Put the cover on and put the Aron in. Put the Luchos in. Says the Rashi, the Yeshlomar, when the Aron is there without the cover, Rashi says, make sure you put the luchos in first. And then put the kaporis on. That's why it repeats it. After saying put the cover on, and then put the luchos in, that's to teach us, make sure you put the luchos in before you put the cover on. What's Rashi talking about? And when they actually built they followed through in Parshas Pekude, it says, What is Rashi getting at? What is he emphasizing? And we ask again, of course, you can't put something inside a box after you put the cover on the top of the box. So what's Rashi driving at? Says the Maharal, says the Gur Aryeh, right here on this Rashi in source number seven. Lo Yadati. So Rashi's bothered why is it repeated? Ask the Maharal. Lo yadati lama lo yada. Classic. I don't know why Rashi doesn't know. I know. Why doesn't Rashi know? Let me explain. Kilafidaiti inyan gado yeshlomon. There is a crucial halachic message that's being hinted to in these psukim. By repeating... The Aron's got to be, the Luchos has got to be inside the Aron. Right, again, what did the Pesukim say? Put the Luchos inside, put the cover on, and then repeated, the Luchos have to be inside. Why is that repeated? So Rashi says, to make sure they put the Luchos in before the cover. A little difficult. The Maral says, no, it's emphasizing something else. The Aron is meaningless without the Luchos. It's not telling you something physical that you have to do. You already did it. The Pasuk is now emphasizing the Luchos are meaningless. I'm sorry, the Aaron is meaningless without the Luchos. Shem lo kasav. If the Pasuk hadn't emphasized this and repeated it, hava amina im ein edus Aaron. I might have thought that you could have an Aaron without the Luchos. Just like, just like what? By the Choshen it says, put the Urim V'tumim in, which let's say according to most Rishonim mean a, a cloth of Shem Hashem, put it inside the folds of the Choshen, and that's what makes the letters light up. And in Bayesheni, you didn't have that. One of the five things that were missing. Right, there was the Choshen, you couldn't be Mechusr Begadim, 
but there was no inside. Hachanami. I might have thought. Shema afagav de'ein luchos, yasa aren't covered l'shchina. Right? Even though there are no luchos, bayasheni. Simple question. Ask the Maral, why didn't they build another Aron? The Aron was buried by Yoshio HaMelech in the underground compartment that Shlomo HaMelech had built when he built Bayis, Bayis Rishon. By Bayasheni, Shlomo HaMelech built ten menorahs. He built Shulchad. Why didn't they build another Aron? They didn't have the Aron. Why? They couldn't find it. Or they, didn't, they weren't supposed to find it. So build another one. The answer is, it wouldn't have been an Aron because it wouldn't have had the Luchos. And the luchos is what creates the aron. Without the luchos, the aron is just a box. It's not like the choshen, which is a choshen without the urim betumim. The alzeh amar od, that's the extra lotion, says the Maharal. Minasata el ha'aron es ha'edus. Shana alav hakasav la'akev. Quoting Chazal. Whenever you have a double lotion in Hilchas kachim, it's meant to tell you it's li'ikuva. Next page. Shaloyia aron im ein edus. Ubebayesheni shaloyia edus. Lakach lo aso aso aron. That's exactly why they didn't build another aron because they couldn't build another luchos. Aval choshen asu. Avagav shalohayu lohem aron betumim. Kach haya nira. That is what appears to me. Says the says the Maharami Prak. and then he even says if this is the case. We could even look at the parts of the Aron in a different way. The Aron is described as the holder of the Edus. Every time the Aron is mentioned, it's, it's emphasis, it's emphasized as being the holder of the, of the Luchos. That's the whole purpose. The whole purpose of the Aron, but Asata El Aron is Eidos, and it's repeated. Fixiv Eitzalak Kaporas Shu Kisui Leidos, and the Kaporas as well, because the whole structure—it's all about what's inside, separately as an object, as a kli. Really, it's meaningless by itself. The menorah is a menorah, even when it's not lit. But the Aron is not an Aron. If it doesn't have it. We're not going to get into now, in past years we've discussed, what about the Shulchan? Is the Shulchan a Shulchan without the Lechem Apanim? Every Kli has to be analyzed. Is the Kli a Kli without fulfilling its purpose? But here the Maharal is telling us the Aron is, is not an Aron without the Luchos. And the Luchos is Mashlam, the Aron, and the Kapores, and the base Kibol, as is explained also in the footnotes in source number 9, uh, Rabbi Hartman's footnotes, is Mashlam the... The, uh, the status and halachic uh, nature of the of the ara. Okay, just a note, a note that's pointed out by uh, the Minchas Asher of Asher Weiss is quoted here in the Kamosi Shalal Rav. Also, it could be that the Rambam does not agree to this whole yisot. It could be. Why? Because the Rambam writes in source number ten, the Rambam and the Ravid. The Rambam has a Rambam and the Rambam have a machlokes whether the urim v'tumim were put into the choshen in Bayasheni. The Gemara says urim v'tumim was one of the things that were lacking. The question is, was it lacking physically, or did it just not function as the urim v'tumim? It didn't light up like it used to, but it physically needed to be there. 
The Rambam writes in Hilchus Beis Abachira in source number 10 that it needed to be there. Thus, maybe what the Maharal says about the Aron, the Maharal contrasts it to the Choshen, but it could be that the Rambam holds that applies to the Choshen as well. That the Choshen without the Urim inside is meaningless. It might not work as the Urim. It might not be Meir, but it still is needed. The Rambam writes in Hilkos Klaa Beis Abachira, source number 10, Evan There was a stone in the Kodesh Kadashim. We're obviously talking about the Mishkan. This is describing the Beis uh, HaMikdash. The Aaron was on the stone. The Evan Hashasiya. Ula Fanav. What else was in the Kodesh Kadashim? Sinsenes Haman. A bottle of Man. Mate Aaron. Aaron staff. Maybe a safer Torah also, the Gemara describes, in Shkolem. When Shlomo HaMelech built the base of Migdash, and he knew, he had Nevua that it was not going to be the eternal home, Bana Makom Lignos Boha Aron, Lamata. As we mentioned, Shlomo HaMelech built an underground secret compartment. Bimatmonios Amukos Fa'akalkalos, in a very uh, crooked, you can't find it. You can't find it. Right, that's why we, the Romans didn't take the Aaron. They didn't take the Aaron. Right? We know it wasn't during Baishani. Even the Babylonians, right, didn't take the Aaron. And all the different pictures and the Arch of Titus, and they have the menorah, they have everything. They don't have the Aaron. The Aaron wasn't taken. The Yoshioa Melech Tiva Makam Shabana Shlomo. Yoshioa Melech commanded Yoshio was way before the Khurban. They already hid the Aaron. Yoshio already knew what was going to be. They already hit it much earlier. Line 10, V'nignaz imo mata'aron, V'atzinsenes v'shemen ha'mishcha, and the shemen used to anoint also. V'kol elu lo chazru b'bayasheni. And they did not return. But then the Ramam adds, V'af urim v'tumim shehoyu b'bayasheni. The urim v'tumim, which did exist, lo hayu meshivin v'ruach ha-kodesh, v'lo hayu nish'olem ben. It didn't work. It didn't light up. Shemer Arad Mod Kohen Lu'ur Mitumim. Velo Hayu Osin came, so why'd you use it? Why'd you put it in? Ela Kedela Hashlim Shmone Begadim Lekohen Gadol. Because it's not a Choshen without the Ur Mitumim inside. Says the Ravid. I don't know what the Ramam's talking about. The Ur Mitumim is not part of the eight Begadim. The Choshen. Right? The Aphod. The Urmatumim is not. What's the answer? So use the Maharal's Svara for the Choshen as well. The Ravid holds like the Maharal is saying. But the Rambam would say, just like the Aron is nothing without the Luchos, the Choshen is nothing without the Urmatumim. Something to, something to keep in mind when we think about all these Caleb. Parenthetically, a number of years ago, we learned together the Shita of the Ksava HaKabalah, who suggests, amazingly, that the Urimitumim is not like what we are usually think that what the Urimitumim is, a cloth. Because nowhere in the Torah is the Urimitumim described, which is an amazing ha'ara. What is, where, what is it? So we have a Messorah that it was a cloth of the Shem Hashem. The Ksava Kabbalah says, no, you know what the Urimitumim were? The stones that were on the Choshen. Those were the, it says put the Urimitumim in the Choshen, that's what it is. And he thinks that's the sheet of the Rambam as well. The Sava Kabbalah and this week's Parsha, we did that a number of years ago. Okay, either way, this is a discussion of the Aaron. One final note, and I'll just leave this as a question. We don't really have an answer, but it's pointed out by a number of Achronim, and nobody knows where Rabbeinu Bachai gets this from, 
or what he's referring to. Rabbeinu Bachai, right here in this week's parsha, source number 12, when he is listing off everything that is in the Kodesh Kadashim, and I guess we'll see who's right, right, what's in there? So we have, says the Rabbeinu Bachai, source number 12, the curtain, that was between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kadashim. Where it's in there, the Aron with the Kaporis and the Kruvim. Fine. V'lefnei Aron sinsenes Haman, a bottle of Manu, sloch Hashem and Amishcha, umak lo shel Aron, and the staff of Aron, and then one more, u'begadav shel Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol's begadim. Rabbi Shevel in the footnotes on Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, what is he talking about? What kind of begadim if the Kohen Gadol? There's no Gemara, there's no Medrash. What, the Kohen Gadol got undressed when he was there on Yom Kippur? No. There is a Halacha. The Gemara tells us. The begadim of the Kohen Gadol are what we call Shemus. They're Geniza. They have to be buried, and it could be that he didn't wear the same begadim from one Yom Kippur to the next. But nowhere does it say that they were left in the Kodesh Kadashim. What's it doing there? And how did, when did he go in there? And how did he get there? So it's very difficult to understand where he says around thirteen. Even if there's a source somewhere, when did it get there? When did it get there? He quotes the Rambam. He says, It's a pella. And the Joshua Eun, right, before Rabbi Shavel, by about 75 years, right, Joshua Eun, Rabbi, Rabbi Aaron Levine, Rabbi Lewin, also quotes this Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, but he doesn't answer it. Doesn't answer it. He says, when did it get in there? We, we know there's a Vilna Gon that maybe Aaron HaKohen, whenever he wanted to go into the Kodesh Kadashim, he would do the Avodah of Yom Kippur, but nobody else had that right. So it's a little difficult to know what exactly he was referring to, but we'll put the question out there and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll come up with something at some point. Okay. Last point for the, um, from the Parsha, and then hopefully we'll end off with one thought on Rosh Hashanah Chodesh, which we are celebrating tonight. Perachat Pasig Mem. We've spent tonight on the menorah, but on the Aron, let's mention one point on the menorah. Says the Pasig, after the description of the menorah, Hashem says to Moshe, see and do. See and do. With the tavnit, with the form. Uncle says, like the demus, like the form that you see on the mountain. Says Rashi. What is see and do? Hashem gave Moshe a visual aid. He showed him a picture. Right? We are visual learners. So Moshe Rabbeinu was also a visual learner. Hashem described what to do. No, I need to see. I need a picture. So Hashem gave him a picture. Magich and Iskashem Moshe b'maisa menorah. Hashem Moshe had difficulty. Until HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed him a menorah of fire. And there are different midrashim about what happened next. What happened next? One midrash says that Moshe started and then he couldn't figure it out, so he just threw it into the furnace and the menorah came out. Another midrash says that he couldn't figure it out, so he called over Betzalel. 
and Basala figured it out. Both of those require, require some iyun. We'll have one thought on each of those midrashim. Source 15, the Medrash tells us, I've no idea what to do. He showed it to him. Hashem says, Go ask Betzalel. And Betzalel was able to figure it out. So the Kasha is, ask the Imre Emes, you know, what? He says, For 40 years he's been bothered by this Medrash. Ask the Imrayamas, how is it? Okay, Bitsala was Bitsel Kelhayisa. That's true. But Moshe going to figure it out until something happened to him. Until the following story. And maybe anyone who has a famous member, famous family member, might be able to relate to this. The Chatan, the son-in-law of Imre Emetz, had, had to have an operation. And he was with Shpaz of Beit Cholim Bavarsha. And he was in a Beit Cholim, he was in a hospital. And after the, after the operation, they, there were some complications. came to the hospital. Trying to see what's going on, what's happened. And the doctor, it says Dr. Soloveitchik, who that is? So the doctor gives a mush. I'm not sure if this is the doctor that operated or some other doctor, but anyway, there's a doctor. There was a king that had an unbelievably valuable stone in his treasury. And there was a tiny, tiny stain on the stone. The expert experts didn't want to touch the case. They didn't want to try to get the stain off. Oh my God, it's so valuable. It's so valuable. It's like so delicate. I don't want to touch it. I can't. I can't. Chashashu, Shema, they're so excited. Mirov is rakshus. Yifka yalom. They're going to be too nervous. They're going to be shaking. So what they do? They called over some pushit diamond worker from the shuk and they said, can you get the stain off of me? He said, sure. He gets it all finished. Doesn't think so much about it. Himshuk doctor, Kenya Dua. He says the same thing. Kishamalka, Malka, Kesar Napoleon, When Napoleon's wife was having trouble having a baby, none of the doctors wanted to get involved. They said, no way, not Napoleon's wife. We're not touching. You can't deal with her like a normal person. So they got someone who never heard of her. Goes in, okay, does the job. Okay, you might have to have the connections to get the person, but... Oh, so it was the, the surgeon. This is what happened. He says, I, I have done this operation a million times, but I, I know it's the son-in-law of the Imre Emes. I was, I was so, I didn't, I didn't treat it like a regular patient because I was, I was, I was, I knew who it was. So that's why possibly there was some complications afterwards. Says the Imre Emes. I understand the Medrash. Moshe Rabbeinu, more than anyone else in the world, realized the godless of the Mishkan and of the menorah. The menorah is like, like oh my, he says, if I chisel a tiny drop more, forget it. All the secrets, all the symbolism. So Moshe didn't want to touch it. But Salel, Davka, because maybe 
because, obviously he was unbelievable, but he didn't have the akara that a Moshe Rabbeinu had, so that's why he was able, he was able to do it. Again, this doesn't mean that we shouldn't get the best people for the, for the, to, to treat the fame, the famous relatives, but there is a, there is a message there. There is a message there. Okay. And the other medrash now. The other medrash has a different end. The medrash says that, Re'eva say Moshe Rabbeinu was having difficulty until finally he just tried, he started, he threw it into the fire, and what came out um, was what came out. That's a Rashi quote. That's, a, that's another Medrash. I'm sorry. But Rashi's, Rashi's edition, Rashi's version, is neither. It's the third one. Not that B'Tzalel did it. Not that the fire did it by itself. But what does Rashi quote? That Hashem showed him. Hashem showed him what to do. doesn't say, it says that maybe he, maybe he finished it. Hiksha, he quotes... This is the Ostros Torah now, quoting from his father, Sefer, the Bikure Avram. Why did Hashem have to make such a nace to make a, a menorah of fire? Look at the Rashi. This Rashi doesn't quote the other Medrash, but Rashi, earlier on the Pasuk, quotes that Moshe didn't even build it at all. So he had to make a whole maze to show Moshe how to start, and then Moshe couldn't figure it out anyway, so he had to throw it into the fire, and then it came out. Once Hashem's doing the maze, just make the menorah for him. What do you have to just show him the fire, have him start, and then not figure it out? Says the Osiris HaTorah, again, a, a well-known thought, Hashem only helps us out when we do the first part. Elo Amdenu, line 8. If we don't do as much as we can, so then Hashem's not going to meet us halfway. After I've, I've exhausted my kochos, then Hashem gives me siyata deshmaya and finishes the job. Hashem wasn't going to build the menorah for Moshe. Moshe had to try his hardest. He saw the uh, fire, the menorah fire. He tries, he tries, he tries. He can't do it. Hashem finishes it. That's the message. And the menorah, as we mentioned before, is the mesa, is the semel, is the symbol of Chachmas HaTorah. Chachmas HaTorah, in Torah. Anything in Torah. Torah is infinite. The Chachmas is beyond us. And yet, we have to do our best. And we have to push ourselves, but no, ultimately, after all of our hard work, Everything we get, everything we achieve is a matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like the Chazal say in Megillah, Yagata umatsata tamid. If you work hard and you find tamid, but it's Yagata umatsata. It's like a mitziah. Even after my hard work, I shouldn't look at it as, oh, I got it. I've accomplished. It should be looked at as still a mitziah. Something I found. Wow. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given me something. Yagata umatsata. He says, that's the message. Moshe Rabbeinu was, was given a menorah, but only after he did as much as he could to, to build the menorah. Just one, uh, one final point. Again, this is not on the sheet because uh, it was found uh, after the sheet was made, but just one thought. In Yana Dioma, as we start uh, over the next 48 hours, Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Adar. Right, there is a question that is asked why the Shulchan Aruch quotes Mishenichnas av mimaatin besimcha, but does not quote Mishenichnas adar marbin besimcha. The Gemara puts them together. Kishem one, so to the other one. But in the Shulchan Aruch, patterning the Rishonim, 
The only cause Mishinechnas Av. Doesn't call Mishinechnas Ato. And the question is why? So the most obvious answer given is that, well, by Mishinechnas Av, there are halachas that kick in. Right? There's minimizing of simchas and haircuts and what? what Mishinechnas. What do we do by Purim? What do we do for Adar? Mishinechnas. Okay, Marvin Besimcha. So, there's nothing to do. Okay, you can lay in the Megillah if you're not going to have it. You're going to be on a boat in a week and a half. But there's nothing... Okay, that's the most simple answer that is given. But there's another answer given by the Nimuke Arachayim, which is the Munkach Rebbe, uh, who says as follows. He says, Mishinechnas Abamatin Besimcha, and a classic Hasidic answer. Mishinechnas Abamatin Besimcha, you know why that, that has to be quoted in Shulchan Aruch? We all know that from the Gemara. But a Jew has to know that he can't be mimatin b'simcha so much that he's broken. And that he's misyayish. And that he gives up. And that he can't continue. So you know what the Shulchan Aruch has to say? Be mimat b'simcha. Do these exact things. But don't go overboard. Don't go overboard in your atzvus. Because that could bring you too far away from Hashem. But when it comes to Mishinichnas Adar Marbe B'Simcha, and true Simcha as we know, how is Simcha described in the Torah? Of Lifne Hashem, being close to HaKadosh Baruch like we are in the Chagim, there's no limit. There's no limit, as long as it's channeled properly, and the goal is to be close to HaKadosh Baruch So there's no danger. Mishinichnas Av, it has to be stated so we don't go overboard in our Mimatin B'Simcha. But by Adar, the greater simcha that we take ain't simcha ella limina Torah. Eid simcha ella l'sameach leiv umlalim. As the Rambam says at the end of Hilchas Lulav. Right? To be m'sameach others. There's no limit to the simcha, to the closeness we should try to get with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, as we start this uh, this time of the year, which is now Chachi Geula, Chachi Geula, Purim and Pesach and Shavuos, it's all one long, one long hemshech. We realize there's no limits into how much we focus on the simcha and on the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we all strive to have. Okay, we'll stop.